0: Welcome back to Tom Talks Movies, where sometimes I see bad films so that you don't have to. Yesterday that film was Birds of Prey. It's the latest thing from DC, the DC Universe, who should be known for their wondrous heroic characters like Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash or Martian Manhunter. Yet through DC's own ability to dump truly dreadful stories onto our screens, um, their popularity has definitely been squandered against the like of Marvel in recent years. Bear in mind, this is probably the biggest superhero era of all time, and yet they still can't get the job done correctly. In the current DC Extended Universe, you have Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Shazam, Aquaman, and then this. Besides the exception of Shazam, every single one of these has remarkably bad qualities. Birds of Prey probably isn't the worst here, but it's pretty close and has a lot of the hallmarks of other DC failures. Incoherent plot, terrible pacing, random characterizations, and an abundance of trashy pop songs. Here's the plot, since I don't think anyone cares. Um, but so Harley Quinn is so out of prison following the events of Suicide Squad, which came out in 2017. Um, but this time she's broken up with the Joker, so she's trying to. She spends the first 20 minutes kind of moving on uh, with her life apart from him. One such way is getting drunk, and on a club night, Harley manages to pretty much annoy everyone in the club, including the owner, Roman Sianus, played by Ewan McGregor. He sort of turns out to be the villain, although he's not that much more villainous than Harley Quinn herself, so it's a bit of a contradiction. Um, and then, but at that point, while she's in the club, the public still, the public of Gotham still believe that her and Mr. J are together, so kind of, no one can touch her. She's got that Gotham City immunity because of his protection kind of thing. Um, that is until she blows up the Ace Chemicals plant and publicly declares the breakup, casually ignoring how that opens her up to attack. Um, we then spend some time sort of getting to know the villain, Roman Sianis, he's got a thing for cutting people's faces off which sounds interesting and Ewan McGregor's definitely hamming it up, but it's a bit of a stretch. Um, and then the Birds of Prey are given, uh, tried to give a little back backstory for each of them individually, uh, and a connection to the plot. Um, they they might be in the title but they may as well be secondary characters because Harley Quinn is definitely the focus of the film here. Um, and then Harley's forced to join up with them despite being kind of on her own for most of the film um, because the film has to take place. Um, and together with Black Canary, Huntress the Assassin and police detective Renee Montoya they have to help a young girl called Cassandra escape uh, the bad guy uh, who'd placed a hit on her after she stole a rare diamond from an associate of him. Um, Holly Quinn was occasionally funny, but mostly just unlikable throughout. Um, she doesn't change, grow or develop in the film. She's still the same immature person at the end of it, and there's no significant change from when she blew up Ace Chemicals to when we leave her at the end. There's nothing to say that she wouldn't or even couldn't do it again. it is a bad characterization in this film, but I think it does allude to a wider point that anti-hero stories are notoriously tough to pull off because you're asking the audience to sympathise with a nefarious person. Um, there's a lot of shades of... A lot of the shades here mirror something like Deadpool, just without the subtle complexity or intelligence. In that film, the main character actually undergoes change. The character of Wade Wilson starts as an unhinged kook who wants to do crazy stuff for money, but he meets the girl and becomes infatuated and at that point is diagnosed with cancer. From there, he goes to extraordinary lengths to cure his cancer without becoming an undue burden to her. He gets mixed up with crazy human experiments and goes on a rampage of revenge before finally reuniting with her after realising that she'll accept him as he is. Um, Harley Quinn's story has none of that same endearment, um, and I think the weak characterization isn't annoying, but the sort of plot and narrative structure, if that had worked, it, the whole film might have been tolerable, but the whole thing doesn't; falls apart. During that midsection I referred to where they're trying to give backstory to the villain and uh, the rest of the Birds of Prey, um, there's an absolute over-reliance on narration and flashbacks. The narration comes from Harley Quinn. Um, But if your story relies on you telling um, the audience what's going on rather than showing them, it means that there's no way for them to kind of get invested in the story. Um, There would be scenes where they'll sort of have 15 minutes of plot development that was boring, boring, boring. They'd reach a point and then Harley Quinn's will pop up with narration and say, actually, to, for you to understand this point, we've got to go back to another character 15 minutes ago. And they do that. And in that time period, um, moving, you're worried about the present moving forward because they stop it at a point where there's no tension in that scene. It's kind of a safe moment. So You don't care about the future, but because you know they're safe in the present, you don't care about this 15 minute chunk of the past either because you know where it's going to end up. Um, flashbacks can work in general, but they usually work best when we're spending time with a character we already know, maybe in a different time period or setting, so you can understand, uh, maybe an, uh, an action they're doing in the present. This wasn't that. This was an excuse for lazy storytelling. Flashbacks can also work if it's like a revelation of new information or a twist, but that wasn't the case here either. Just completely void of tension. The, the drama was lacking. Um, and... Something else that really annoyed me, but I mean less technical and more just nerdy on my part, was that there was no explanation given to uh, Black Canary's powers at all. In the comics, there are often two methods to use her power. Um, the, her powers is called the Canary Cry, it's kind of like a sonic scream attack kind of thing. Um, and either she's been like a, a metahuman with a genetic mutation and it actually magnifies her existing vocal cords, or other times she can be like a vigilante uh, with a technological device that mimics it. Um, Neither option is detailed in the film nor is a different explanation presented either. She can do the canary cry on a whim and her teammates know her capabilities without her ever demonstrating or bringing them up, while also being like a master of hand-to-hand combat. I think the film needs to pick one because it was driving me insane. Um, Huntress was just fine but was literally given nothing to do. You rarely see female rage on screen so that was interesting for like a second, then that passed and Detective Montoya was probably the worst character I've seen in a long time, just awful. And there was kind of a bizarre plot that came up twice about her maybe being an alcoholic, and there was like a line that just felt so awkward, which was a reference to it being after midday, so she should get her first drink in, and it just like, I don't know, bafflingly bad. Um, I'm trying to come up with more examples of content in the film to just describe how poor it was. I think another one that comes to mind was uh, there was a cop-out moment where you think Detective Montoya's been shot and you think she might die or sort of... It wasn't like a sacrificial moment, you think she might just have passed away. Um, But you don't, because three minutes earlier there was a big scene dedicated to them all putting on body armour. So when she falls to the ground and then it sort of cuts away and it's revealed that she she was just shot in the stomach and the body armor saved her, you go, well, yeah, that makes sense. There was, there's no twist, there's no drama, there's no tension. Um, and quite frankly, I don't want to sort of see it again. Um, what I do want to talk about, um, and sort of transition in this chat too, is the economic side of the sort of film industry, because it's kind of funny how so few people went to see it. Um... As of yesterday, it's made $174 million internationally, which, yes, sounds like a lot of money, but for a film of this scale and marketing push, that's a worryingly low effort. The metric for studio budgets is usually the overall cost of making is twice the production budget, so if a studio uses $100 million to produce the film, they'd need it to make $200 million to break even. Um, this film, Birds of Prey, um, only cost... 85, according, 85 million according to a quick Google. Um, but it's estimated that it needs 300 million to break even. And that gives you an indication of how much was spent on marketing. And yet, I don't really see that much chat about it online or in person. Um, something funny happened recently that one of others had to put out a sort of report about, which was that the film... In its credits, in its initial release, in its trailers, and everywhere, was titled "Birds of Prey" and the fabulous emancipation of one Harleen Quinn, which I actually quite like because it sort of alludes to the sort of vague quirkiness of the film. Um, sort of sounds quite fun, quite chipper. Um, but when I went online to buy my tickets, um, Cineworld had it up as Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. Um, this is, of course, just a really obvious move by Warner Brothers to try and put a more prominent name uh, on the on the property, uh, try and get some more tickets sale- sold, but I don't think it's worked because uh, they're not that close to breaking even yet, and um, it's been in cinemas for a couple of weeks, and actually, um, I don't know, it's been overtaken at the box office by Sonic, which was that shocking sort of trailer with the awful animation, so um, we'll see um, if it can break even, and if the DC universe will continue to flourish with a wide array of awful films. Anyway, I can't believe I've sort of seen all the DC films in cinemas. They don't really deserve my money, but um, I'm here doing a public service. Um, I'll put it that way. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.